Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, what's happening? Welcome to another edition of The Player and the Fan. I am yours truly, David Noel. I am the player. I am the coach. And we have our beautiful co-host, Miss Kiera. Miss yes. Kiera, what's happening? I have everyone has been asking for this episode I have been excited like this might be one of our most requested episodes and I don't think I've ever been so hounded for us to drop like look when when, when is David gonna drop it like they know they know that David Noel III is gonna go on a tangent they were they were like here you just not to let David rock on this next podcast. I'm like, I know. I hey, just have to just let you him remember. Eat. You remember when we had uh when we first started the podcast, we would play music before it would yes. come in. Yes. And, and and like a couple times back to back, we had the same song. I'm upset. Yes. By yes. Drake. Yes. That that would be that would be that would be fitting for this particular podcast. And the crazy part about it is. I'm upset with everybody. Like it, 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 it ain't one-sided. Everybody's getting this like upsetness up out of me. <laughs> like, I don't even know if that's a word, but it's gonna be a word today. I just, I just want y'all to understand. I, I hope whoever is listening to this podcast will take it all in. I know sometimes we go 45 minutes to an hour, but I need for whoever to listen to listen to all of it because today. It's going to be a day because um, Dave and I both have asked the public, you know, their questions and most of them were the same, but we have a lot of questions to get through and a lot of answers. And I'm sure um, just a lot of conversation will be had this afternoon or this evening. So, but Kiara, hold on, before we move on, but here's another reason why I'm upset. I've been saying it all year. You have, you have. Yeah, there, there are actually you know a list. I have a listicle of things that you've said all year that I could go off that would pertain to this season. Every oh episode, you, you, you've said something. You're right. You're, you're, you're right, David. You're right. This is unfortunate. But nonetheless, let's roll. <laughs> all right. So but before we, we go into all the juicy details, let's dive in, of course, to uh, the NCAA tournament, uh, Carolina Lost. Round one. <laughs> <laughs> got us up out of there, didn't we? Like, hell, hell. Didn't they didn't waste no time. Bus. We got off the bus and got right back on. <laughs> like, so again, remember I told you, like, especially we were talking about the lab last on the last podcast about your picks, you picking North Carolina to go all with. And I told you, you, you never know with this North Carolina team. And like, I, and I told you off camera, of who this Wisconsin team reminded me of. You did. And who did I say? You said, um, who did you say? Wait, 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 I wait, said wait. Iowa. You did say Iowa. You did, you did. I said Iowa. You and did. what did Iowa do to us early in the season? They took us out. So I had a bunch of dookies jump into my DMs. And, and again, that's what they're supposed to do. But again, like I told them, when y'all are talking to me, you have to understand that I am nowhere near the average Carolina fan. 
Like I absolutely understand our strengths and our weaknesses. So if there comes a game along and it's like, ooh, mm -mm, probably ain't gonna win that one. You get like, I told my homeboy, shout out to my homeboy, Fabian Davis, my best friend. I, he he called me and asked me and said, hey, bro, I said, I bet on Carolina against Wisconsin. I said, boy, you better not do that. He, he told me, oh, okay, all right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I already, listen, <laughs> I, I, I picked them in my bracket because it was an emotional pick. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, okay. Yeah. All right. North Carolina, we at least gonna win a game. I didn't necessarily believe it. <laughs> like I think I said on the podcast, I gave us a 52% chance or something like yeah. that. Yeah. In my heart of hearts, I didn't think we could win this game. Nonetheless, I did hope that the that the North Carolina team from the ACC tournament, the Duke games all year, would yeah. show up and at least make it a game. Cause I think yeah. I said it ain't gonna be no blowout. That completely proved me wrong. Yes. Wisconsin beat the Fathers. They, they beat, and, yeah. And we did the exact same thing we have been doing all year. So. <sighs> unfortunate, but. It is unfortunate. It is it is. And the, the funny thing is, is that Wisconsin, I didn't even know how old Wisconsin was. The average age mm -hmm. is 22. They're older than I think they said, like the, the Bulls starting five or, or their current roster or something. Either way, Wisconsin is old. Like, yes. the average age is 22. That's, that's insane. Um, and yeah, to go against someone that experienced, Wisconsin played lights out. And then them fools lost the second round. Hey, but listen, we got, when I say we did what we did do all year, we let two people kill us. Bruh, Davis had to, and, and guess who they was? The guards. Mm hmm. 29 and 21. The rest of their team had nine, seven, one. Dude came off the bench with nine, six, and three. One yeah. dude only played one minute, so that one don't even count. Right. What, what was their threes? I don't even have it up. What was <laughs> they were they were from, from the three-point line, they were 13 for 27. Yeah. Yeah. 48%. And what have we done bad all year? Don't worry, I'm always. You're right. Yeah. All year, man. Been saying the same thing. Yeah. But I didn't, the, the bad thing is, I didn't expect it to be that bad. Like, I, I just didn't expect it to just look like we were just so unprepared. Like, and to see, I felt bad for Armando because he was like dragging us in the second half. Like, he was doing everything he can. It just it just looked so ah, I don't know. You could tell they were Listen, when, like you could just you could just see it on their faces that bro, we ain't this ain't even the one. They were they were mentally defeated. Yeah. And they were mentally defeated because of the first half. Like when you go into halftime down 16, like mm -hmm. that's tough. Like yeah. so we we have we've had nothing all year to be able to pull from. Well, it was one game. I think it was, the, matter of fact, I think it was the Florida State game that we won yeah. at home. We yeah. came back from, but that's the only game all season where we've been able to, again, well, I ain't going to say been able to yeah. because we didn't put together a full game then. Like we put together one great half. Yeah. And so to expect that in the NCAA tournament against a team that you don't even know, yeah. like that, like that's a problem, man. And, and the way that they shot the ball and the way that they continued to shoot the ball, mm -hmm. we didn't have a chance. We didn't have a chance after that. 
And again, we, we talk about how, how, how great Amondo looked down the stretch and, uh, you know, he was trying to carry us and all that kind of stuff. But I guarantee you half of them checked out at halftime. Yeah. And so as maybe Armando continued to play, wasn't nobody else there. Mm. And that's a problem. That is a problem. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, I'll save my, my tidbit for that. I'll, I'll bring this back up when we talk about Carolina as a whole and, and what they're doing going forward. But um, this loss is Roy Williams' first loss in the NCAA tournament. Um, the 16 times he's been there since coming to Carolina um, is the first 29 and one. And mm-hmm. it's an incredible feat, but you know, to lose it like this, um, it, it has to be heartbreaking. Um, but in totality, let's talk about the NCAA and the, the many upsets. Um, for one, this is not my first question pertaining to this tournament. Did the committee, actually, let me bring this back. Someone actually tweeted me, uh, David was right. Everybody should have played. That was the first thing someone told me. And then number two, did the committee get the seedings wrong? Is this a committee thing? Like, did we really underestimate a lot of teams or are our committees just, they really got it wrong? They, they, they got it wrong. And here's why. And this, and this was something that I wanted to talk about. So remember last podcast, we were talking about how the HBCUs are ranked and, you know, mm-hmm. how they always have to come in as a 16 mm-hmm. seed because of, their, yep. their strength of schedule as far as their conference is concerned. So a lot of things, are, and, and this is one thing that I propose. I feel like the number one seed, um, or excuse me, there should be no more one big conferences. And, and, and I think multiple, multiple teams for multiple conferences should make it. Mm-hmm. That'll, that'll, that will eliminate the ACC getting eight, nine, 10 teams in. Because mm-hmm. again, some, some of us didn't belong. The Big Ten getting so many teams in, they didn't belong. Where some of these other teams out here did. I think, I think the NCAA should go to the strategy of, if you win your conference, regular season, yeah. that's the automatic bid. Yeah. Then if somebody else goes and wins the tournament, that's another automatic bid. So I think I think I think that's where the NCAA is kind of confusing this thing because again you're putting teams in based off of fan bases yeah. you're putting teams in based off of history based off of popularity and all that kind of stuff and that's where you get these type of upsets year in and year out where some of these teams are really really good Loyola Chicago they were ranked all year yeah, yeah. like some of these yeah. teams are really really good yeah. did I expect them to beat Illinois absolutely not. But they they beat the brakes off of the them. brakes, yes. They you know did. what I'm saying? So again, if you take some of these teams, either whether it's from an HBCU, the SOCON, the AAC, whatever, like some of these smaller conferences, and you give them a chance, well, because somebody like a lot of these teams are really, really good and they deserve a chance based upon the season that they have had yeah. versus the conference that they play in. Mm-hmm. Because you're gonna tell me you're gonna put a you're gonna you're gonna not get a team in that's 26 and four, but you're gonna get a team in that's 19 and 11. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I th- I think that's where I think the committee got it wrong as far as but this is what they've always done, and we can say this year is an al- anomaly as far as you know the amount of upsets and all that kind of stuff. 
which it probably is due to COVID and all that kind of stuff. So I get that part of it. But again, for me, this, this should be the year, this should have been the year that every single team played, but also been the year that, that kind of changes the mindset of the, the NCAA committee and how they view this tournament and letting some of these teams in that don't deserve to be there. Right. Well, um, can we just, for one, talk about Oral Roberts? Uh, mm -hmm. You're talking about a, to me, a, a real Cinderella team, um, a, a team that came out of nowhere and has yeah. really surpassed all, um, I wouldn't say surpassed, surpassed, surpassed all expectation, but what do you say about teams who just really come out left field? Like, are, are we missing some really good basketball? Like, they had they had the top shooter in the NCAA, and somehow that just flew under the radar. Like, <laughs> no one knew. No one really paid attention to that statistic that the best shooter in the NCAA is at Oral Roberts. So how but did you want, you want to know why? Why? Because nobody watches the conference unless you're an Oral Roberts fan. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? So I think, again, when we first started this podcast, again, I, I kept saying, you, you need to expand your horizons beyond the ACC. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's good basketball out there. And again, me as a fan of basketball, you know, I, I, I would like to be a coach in college one day, that kind of deal. So I watch it often. I will say this. I did not watch Oral Roberts play this year. So Oral Roberts, to me, is a Cinderella. Yes. And you get and you get that from time to time, from your Florida Gulf Coast to your uh, your George Masons. Somebody threw George Mason back at me in 2006. And I said, bro, did y'all see who they beat? I said, that's a Cinderella. Like, yeah. it, it ain't nothing you can do about that. That's God right there. Yeah. <laughs> God said George Mason don't make it to the final four. It wasn't nothing we could do about that. So if, if God said, we ain't talking about getting beat by Lehigh in the first round and then Lehigh losing the next round. Yeah. Okay, we talk about getting caught in that in that God, in that God yeah. effect. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So when you throw a, when you throw a team out there like that, like George Masons, and, and as we want to call them Cinderellas, I I distinctly remember walking into the locker room after we beat Murray State uh, my senior year. We beat Murray State in the first round, and I saw that we had George Mason because George Mason had just knocked off Michigan State the game before. And I told my squad, I said, Hey, listen, this team is legit. They have every single thing that they need to beat us. We played that team two years before. Yeah, it was two years before my sophomore year, or maybe it was my freshman year. One of the years before. And it was a game all the way up until the end. We had played George Mason, and they had the same exact squad. So I knew what George Mason was capable of. That's why we came out and played the way that we, way that we did. So they didn't catch us by surprise at all. Mm -hmm. They just were better that night. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And no matter how what we did, they just were better that night. We we made plays. We we came out. We played well. Had a lead going into the half. Came out. They 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 shrunk that lead quick. And then you you turn around and there's a dog fight down the stretch. And they end up pulling it out at the end. They end up beating us. But they had everything on that team to beat us. And they did that night. And then they ran the gauntlet all the way to the final four. So that particular team, we, we talking about Lamar Butler, uh, Big Ja, uh, Tony Skin, uh, Gabe Norwood. They had, they had pros on that team. Mm -hmm. 
And so, and, and, and that's the same thing with like an Oral Roberts. I, I guarantee you, just based off of this tournament, a team like Oral Roberts, they're going to have pros on that team. Yeah. Well, the, the teams that will be playing this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, um, will be Creighton versus Gonzaga, um, Oregon versus USC. Well let, me, well, let me say their rankings with this. So number five, Creighton will be playing number one, Gonzaga. Number seven, mm-hmm. Oregon will be playing number six, USC. Um, number four, Florida State will be playing number one, Michigan. That's going to be such a good game. Um, it is. Oh my God, it is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> number 11, UCLA will be playing number two, Alabama. Number one, Baylor will be playing number five, Villanova. Number three, Arkansas will be playing number 15, um, Oral Roberts. And number eight, Loyola, Loyola, Chicago will be playing number 12, Oregon State. And number 11, Syracuse will be playing number two, Houston. Now, out of all of those teams, besides being excited to see two black head coaches go head to head with Coach Ham and Juwan Howard on Sunday, what other game are you looking forward to uh, this weekend? So for me personally, I am very, very excited to see the Houston and, and Syracuse game. I know you're going to say that. And, I am too. Like, because for me, Houston has been my squad for like the last two years. Yeah. I, and I, I've said that plenty of times on this podcast. Like, I absolutely love what Calvin Sampson has done at Houston. Mm-hmm. And for them to be in the tournament as a two seed, continuing to grind again, they beat a really good Rutgers team. Like, again, I told you, Rutgers, that was a great game. Yeah. They, uh, Houston ended up pulling it out. So, so you get, you net, so now you got Houston with this, I guess, high powered offense versus a Syracuse team that plays zone. So I'm very interested to see that dynamic work against each other. If, if Syracuse can slow the pace down enough for Houston to get stagnant on offense and not really run and execute what they're supposed to do, mm-hmm. and then on the other end, can, can, can Houston guard uh, Syracuse? Because that's been one of the things with Houston. They'll, they'll, they'll allow a couple points here and there. So uh, that's the game I, I'm excited to see, of course, outside of the Michigan-Florida State game. Now, well, before we hit UNC, can we just talk about how special Buddy Bateheim has been his senior year? I mean, just being right, in this right. tournament, like every game he has been on. And I know his that's dad, like I can only imagine as a coach battling, you know, that, that father instinct of wanting to be so proud for your son is literally playing life out his senior year. So um, major props to Coach Bateheim for, you know, controlling that because if it was me I would be up and down that court like I don't know I would my son wouldn't come out he, he would uh, he hasn't come out I mean he, he's been in the entire right. time ain't, I, no, I, ain't I, no need for him to that boy been fuego <laughs> you don't take out fuego you, <laughs> you don't you don't take but fuego out <laughs> there, there would definitely be some favoritism being shown like bro my kid is balling and I'm surprised Bayham hasn't said that like if it was me bro my kid has been balling. Um, yeah. yeah, and I'm sure he'll. I'm sure he'll say that after the season. I'm sure he yeah. says it behind closed doors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, as a coach, you kind of gotta. You gotta. You gotta stay the course. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, you want to see your kids succeed, uh, but the fact that he's on on your team, you also have to understand that. Okay, 
uh, we still got work to do. Yeah. And so for Jim Beheim and Buddy Beheim, although that dynamic and that storyline is great, yeah. hey man, we still got work to do. Hey baby, keep bowling, but we still got work to do. So that I think that's the conversation that's being had. Although on the inside, you know how that what's what's the name of that movie where they got the little people on in the brain? They in their party. Oh, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Cause Buddy going ham and, and Jim, even though he be on the sideline like this, in his I head, know. Like, yeah. yeah, son, go get him, son. I know he is. All right. So let's talk about the inevitable. Uh, what people are really here for. Because they're not here to hear us talk about Syracuse and Buddy Bayheim and in the zone that Carolina defeats year in, year out. They definitely not. They're here to hear <sighs> 05 NCAA champion David Noel III, a former Tar Heel, discuss what the fuzzy is going on at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. So, First question, and, and I have plenty for David, so buckle up. Number one, well, no, before we get into questions, let's, you know, let's say what's happened. So Carolina yeah. lost out on Friday, um, and I revealed on Twitter that um, there will be some changes coming. No one believed me, BT Dub. I was called everything but <laughs> God of God. I can only imagine what it's like as a player, but um, I tweeted that there will be some changes coming soon. And on Monday freshman Walker Kessler announced that he was leaving the program. Um, Walker Kessler, um, I kind of want to go over his numbers a little bit just to give some insight to, um, you know, what he's, what he's leaving, but um, kind of like the legacy he left with Carolina. So before we go into what's going on at UNC, um, question-wise, let's go over uh, Walker Kessler leaving the program. Um, I tweeted out that there will be some changes after Carolina loss against Wisconsin on Friday. And sure enough, on Monday, Walker Kessler dropped a bomb that he was leaving North Carolina. He finished his freshman year at UNC um, with averaging four points a game, um, 3.2 rebounds. And honestly, that's, that's really it, um, eight minutes a game. The game that we all remember with Walker Kessler is his coming out game against Florida State, where he had a game high of 20 points, eight rebounds, four blocks, and was just an absolute monster that game. That was also, I believe, Coach Williams' 900th win at Chapel or in his career, and it was at home in Chapel Hill. Um, and today, um, Wednesday, March 24th, Dayron Sharp just declared at about 1.30 that he was going to the NBA, which makes Walker Kessler's leave even more questionable. Like, why would he leave? So, uh, David, what the fuzzy, hold on. I don't know if I wanna ask that just yet. Let me think of a better question. With Walker Kessler leaving, should we panic? You should absolutely panic. And <clears throat> here, here's why I say you should panic. Because I, again, I think I said this <laughs> in another podcast. It doesn't really matter what happens. I don't, want, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know if I want you to answer that just yet. I feel like that's a, a, a last point question. <laughs> let, me, let me ask another question. 
what went wrong this season? That's where I want to start because I feel like panic and Walker Kessler should, should be down the line. As a team, what went wrong first before we dissect why Walker Kessler left? And then we can, yeah, because you've said it all season on the podcast, what's been going on. What did you see right. that went wrong for this team as a whole? So, okay. So one, I don't, I don't want to say that anything went wrong for Walker Kessler to leave because I don't necessarily think that was the case. But some of the things that North Carolina, so think about it this way. Think about the last, uh, the last couple of successful North Carolina teams. 2007 national championship team, 2005 national championship team, 2009 national championship team. You always had a four man out there that was versatile. Mm -hmm. So the whole too big thing, I think they had to do it this year. Um, but the more successful North Carolina teams has always had somebody like me at the fourth spot. Jawah Williams at the fourth spot. Uh, Luke May. Uh, Luke May at the fourth spot. Um, so when you look back at the Theo Pinson at the fourth spot. Yeah. So when you look back at the, the more successful North Carolina teams, it hadn't been necessarily two bigs. Yeah. And you know what that created? That created the spacing. <laughs> that we needed for the for the one big to be able to dominate. Yeah. For your Sean May to be able to eat. For your for your Tyler Hands, bro, to be able to eat. For your for your uh uh Kennedy Meeks. And and even and even we can we can throw Isaiah Hicks in there, but yeah. Isaiah yeah. Hicks was more like me. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. So again, the two big thing, I think. And so, okay, here's here's where I'll say it, it possibly went wrong. Walker Kessler came in as a guy who could possibly stretch the floor for us. Mm -hmm. So him not being used that way, I think could have turned into something. Yeah. Um, but again, now he's seven foot one. Yes, you want him around the basket. Early in the season, we was talking about, okay, maybe Walker ain't ready. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so when you look back at how this season progressed, you was like, okay, he's coming along well. You start mm -hmm. knocking down a couple shots and then, mm -hmm. bang, 20-point game, had 16 against uh, Notre Dame. Like, he started coming along well. And, and I think around that time, I said, hey, the future looks really, really good for North Carolina. Yes, yes. Like, e even in spite of what's going on right now. We got we probably got a little too many bigs. The guard play ain't, ain't as consistent as it needs to be, but down the road, oh, that's gonna be dangerous. Yeah. But then you had this happen. So I think it, I, I I'm not sure what what happened behind closed doors, behind every practice or whatever whatever the case may be. Some of the things that have come out, like as far as you know, outplaying somebody in practice and not necessarily getting the time on the floor. Um that goes back to the problem that I was talking about 
allowing these kids to transfer with no penalty. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you that if there was a penalty in place for you leaving, Walker Kessler would probably stay. He would have probably stayed. But the fact that you can leave this year and he gets that freshman year back, this year didn't even count. Yeah, yeah. This year, you're going to have so many transfers because you aren't willing to go through adversity. Again, you allowing kids to make decisions. And again, I'm not, and, I, and, and, and please don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that Walker Kessler transferred because like things just didn't go his way. There, there could be a legitimate gripe that Walker Kessler has. I don't know if coach told him something that didn't come to fruition or whatever the case may be. Him leaving is solely up to him. I don't mind if you transfer, that's fine. But I just think that if those rules were in play and especially looking at what the dominoes, domino effect is about to happen, but this was his team. It was, you're right. This was his team coming up next year. Next year, not even two years down the road. This was gonna be his team next year. So for him to leave that, that it has to be something else. I, it has to be something else, has which I do not know. But I said it. As long as we got R.J. Davis and Walker Kessler, North Carolina is going to be in a really, really good place because you know Kerwin Walton is probably going to be a four-year player. You had DeMarco Dunn and, and the kid from Kansas City. You had them coming in. So, I, and so this, this one, I ain't going to lie, this one shocked me. It yeah. shocked me. Yeah. So it, 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 it shocked everybody. And of course, like I, I don't know if I said it or not, but uh Dayron announced that he was leaving for the league, which makes things even more confusing as to why he would go because it, it definitely looks like next year would have been the year it would have resembled a Carolina basketball team. And it's it's mind-boggling that, you know. As a fan, you know, removing myself as a reporter, you, you you're wanting to know what went wrong because it's like, bro, this is this was you. This is all you next yeah. year. Like we all, everybody saw it. Everybody was looking to next year for this to be Walker's team and to leave. Like you said, it it has to be something else. And of course, you want to wish Walker the best. And you know, from wherever I, I he absolutely, goes, I absolutely wish him the best because because again, for me. Again, it like like we talked about, I think I compared it to marriage last time. There, there's a commitment on two sides. They have to join together. But again, to separate that commitment, there has to be some consequences. I think I think I said North, like North Carolina doesn't allow you to just go out and get divorced. You got to be separated for a year and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So again, when when you when you give these kids the ability to say, all right, let me go test out this universe. Like the commitment doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't even mind this year being free. That's fine. But but the fact that you can leave, and I think I think Walker Kessler's uh before he left, I I think it's rumored that he's going to Gonzaga. He's going to Gonzaga, yeah. It's a favorite. So he is for sure? No, no, no. It's a favorite. That's what they said that is it's how okay. he's going to Gonzaga. So like, and again, to, to leave North Carolina for Gonzaga, like, I mean, it, I mean, it makes sense, I guess, especially nowadays with the success that Gonzaga is having. And, you know, but my, my thing was, if, if, 
if you're if for these kids, man, to commit to something and like because again, mind you, now Coach Williams is in a special situation. He ain't getting fired. Let's Never. be honest. Coach Williams, Coach Williams ain't getting fired. Right. But what if this was a coach who 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 like spent all of this precious time to 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 recruit this player, bring him into your program, and then he leave like that. Yeah. Like when you think in your future, like that's that's tough. That's yeah. tough. So think about all of the players that didn't come. Because, and then you're and then you're gonna leave because something didn't go right for, for yeah. one year. Yeah, bro, you got three of them left. That and, now, mind you, it's and it and it ain't like the writing was on the wall as far as as far as dang, I'm looking three years down the road, but I ain't gonna never get no playing time. He yeah. keep bringing all these players in. Yeah, bro, we got Dontrez Styles and Demarco Dunn coming in next year. That's, That's it. it for That's right it. now. So when you look down the future for Walker Kessler, bro, it's 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 bright as day. Oh, this yeah. is all me. Yeah, it, it it just don't make sense. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he has the right to to make the decision. And so I, again, I'm assuming that that has to that there's something else that's that's playing into this. It can't just be. I don't think it's just playing time. Yeah, and it. it in a COVID year, that's what I wanted to add. You said in a year you made this this decision in a special, unprecedented, unnatural heck of a year. You didn't even get the full Carolina experience. You didn't get to see right. the big of blue. You didn't get to come out the tunnel. You didn't get all the, the, the magic that embodies uh, North Carolina at Chapel Hill. And that's the sucky part. Um, it, and it really sucks. It, it uh, yeah, sucks. It's, 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 it does sucks for, sucks for fans. And, but I'll say this too. He could have left even with all of that. Because again, That's like, true. yeah, if something was, if something was, you know, I, I, I don't know, said to him like, hey, we are gonna promise you this, which I don't. Me personally, knowing Coach Williams, Coach Williams ain't, ain't never no promised nobody nothing. Not a damn thing. Ain't, ain't no promises <laughs> being made. Everybody and so I can, I can say, I can say that with, you know, like certainty almost. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I don't think there were any promises made, but at the end of the day, I don't know if there were. You know, there could have been some side stuff. Hey, we're gonna let you shoot the ball. Mm -hmm. No, Kessler, don't shoot the ball. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe it's that kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, I, I wish him nothing but the best. I I, I think he's a pro. Um yeah. I hope I hope he continues to develop, get bigger, get stronger, and be dominant. I just I just hope uh, I hope we see him again though. I will say that. And it's but not not if he go to Gonzaga. Yeah, um, they're gonna beat the brakes off. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, the the commissioner, um, also the the committee, the, the ACC committee has also allowed for players to transfer within the ACC without penalty. So Walker, he right. can do, he can go to Florida State, he can go wherever his heart, literally whatever his heart desires, and play immediately. That's the crazy part. He just played. And you know, it was rumored that stuff. he was going to do anyway. I did hear that. Dun, dun, dun. So, you know what's funny? Somebody was like, I don't know if that was you or if I saw it on Twitter, but what does that say, hypothetically speaking, if a Walker Kessler goes to Duke? Is there a sense of betrayal between coaches? Like, bro, you ain't had to come get my player. Like, you could have just, like, told him no. 
Like, no, this is a dog eat dog world. It's man. the evil world we live in. Yeah, this is <laughs> a dog eat dog world. If it, if it, like some some coaches will look at it like that. No, nah, we ain't gonna touch him. Yeah, other coaches are gonna be like, bro, it's another good play on the board. I need my job. Let's go get him. Right. And so, and and that and that's and that's the college world. Yeah. Again, outside of some, again, out of your coach Williams, your coach Cage, your your Tom Izzo's, your Bill Self, like outside of them, everybody job like is is based upon the kids that you can recruit, man. Yeah. And so, if you can continue to to bring in high talent players, oh, I don't care who, I don't care. If I, Walker Kessler could have left North Carolina at Chapel Hill. I'm going to get them if I was at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill East. Like, right down, like, I ain't even talking. I'm talking about right across campus. I'm going to get them. <laughs> I don't care. Hey, hey, Walt. Hey, Walt. Hey, hey. Come here. I'll let you shoot it. <laughs> so, does they run sharp? Does they run sharps um, um, declare surprise you at all? No. No, it shouldn't. No, I, told, I told y'all he was gone when he got yeah, there. Absolutely. Yeah, he was something special. The the thing that I hate to see is what if he would have played more? I would have loved to have seen more Dayron Sharp. Oh no, no, I'm alone. You, you think, think, think about it this way. And, and, and so the reason the reason why you would have liked to see more of Dayron Sharp is because of what he did and so in, in, in the minutes yeah. that he played. Absolutely right. But think think about think about Isaiah Hicks. If you go back to Isaiah, Isaiah was just like Dayron Sharp. He came off of the bench and he'll get you explosive. 12 and 12 minutes. Yeah. 15 yeah. and 20 minutes. Like he, I'm talking about he was explosive. Yeah. And then when he got the minutes, the numbers stayed the same almost. You know what I'm saying? Even though he yeah. was a great, he was a great piece, a great asset to, to what our team did. But like, I don't think the, the increase in, in playing time would have increased his production, so to speak. Got it. That makes sense. Now, uh, back to the original question, uh, should the, the departure of Walker Kessler, should that, I hate panic because I feel like panic is such an aggressive word, but I really don't know how else to describe it. But should Carolina fans be a little uneasy um, about going forward? And um, what does his departure say about the program. I don't think his departure says anything about the program, uh, simply because the, the program is, is is that's established for itself. We've had players come and go. Right. Now this this is probably the first time that we've had somebody like like McDonald's All American who yeah. was getting minutes. You know, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So like, I think that's probably the first time. But I wouldn't say. I, 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 I would say it is, is it is a little bit of, of panic because you just don't know what went wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, with his future looking so bright, it just it didn't it didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Like the, that decision doesn't make sense. So when you when you look at it in in totality, I think you have to say, okay, something went wrong somewhere, but I don't think you, you it's not the program because North Carolina one North Carolina recruits itself because of the history of North Carolina and because of who the coach is. You have right. kids out here growing up today saying, I want to play for North Carolina. I want to play for Coach Roy Williams. And so that part of it is always going to be there. 
until Coach Williams is, is gone, is, until yeah. he retires. Yeah. And so, um, so I, there's nothing wrong with the program. Could there be some adjustment made? A absolutely. Could there could there be some on the court stuff adjusted? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, there's a proven pedigree there, mm -hmm. and that's what that's and that's what we gotta we gotta roll with, and we have yeah. to continue to go out and find kids that want to buy uh, in. Buy in. That's yeah. it. And yeah. but 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 oh, that, 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 okay, that right there Ooh. is what I've been kind of again back to the marriage analogy. Yeah. I got one whole person over here, one whole person over here. I got one whole coach over here, one whole player over here. We have to come together and be one. Yeah. So in that, though, there has to be adjustments on both sides. So again, I'm all for a kid leaving if the situation doesn't fit him. But I'm also more for a kid leaving if you get to a situation and there is no adjustment on the other side. Yes. So for me, I think that's why Walker Kessler left. There has to be there has to be a joint adjustment on both sides to say, hey, how can we make this thing work and come together as one? Right. Well, looking at the other players on the team, um, I don't even know what to say because you know you just don't know at this point, you know who's happy and who's unhappy. But you know, just looking over the season. Um, Many people are expecting, you know, um, people are worried about Caleb Love um, leaving um, and Armando leaving. We, we really don't know what's going on with Garrison. If he's staying, he did say after the Wisconsin loss that he was thinking about um, exercising his extra year. But when you're looking at Caleb and Armando, um, well, well, let's start with Caleb. Does it make sense or would it even surprise you if Caleb decided to go? Now, no. hold on. First of all, I just want to bring it back that over the course of the season on this podcast, I stated that Caleb would leave and it would not shock me. You told me, you said it would make sense for Caleb to go pro, for Caleb to leave and transfer to another school mm -hmm. does not make mm -hmm. sense. If he leaves, mm -hmm. he has to go pro. So, and, but all season I've stated, Caleb, you could just see it on his face, his, his mannerisms, his body language that he just wasn't happy and what he wasn't happy about, I, I, I don't know, but his body language is very clear, especially when he was on the court. It, it just didn't look like he was, he was content. So um, him leaving would not surprise me because I've been waiting for him to go all season. Like I just knew he was going to call the number. Um, what do you think Caleb does? Do you think he's even NBA ready? Because his numbers has gone down. I think <clears throat> I saw a quote, and, and let me get this straight, because um, Caleb Love finishes the season with the worst freshman year field goal percentage for a five-star recruit in the 18-year history of the 24-7 sports database, 31.6%. That doesn't mean anything. But when you're a uh, Gatorade player of the year, you're, you know, you have every statistic possible, you know, to, to be this great player. You come to Carolina and, and it just doesn't work out. How do you feel as a player? And what do you even do to get your confidence back? Like, how do you even get back to being the man of, of Missouri 
um, and, and being that NBA prospect that everybody just knew was a one and done. And now looking at you, are you even a one and done? Now? Again, <laughs> this is why this is why, so for me, again, if Caleb Love is to leave, I think he should go pro. Mm -hmm. I don't, there, there's no need for him to go to another university because he, here's, 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 here's why. Caleb Love took a lot of shots this year. Yeah. His percentage is because he missed them. And, 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 and that's okay. That's okay. That's not, that's not a shot at Caleb. Like, that's okay. He, those are his percentages because he missed the shots. Mm -hmm. But what about the Duke games? Yeah. He turned, he turned on for those. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So I, like, I'm, I'm okay with what I said earlier in the season. Mm -hmm. The offense doesn't necessarily fit Caleb. It just doesn't. It makes a lot of his shots tough. Mm -hmm. But also, there were a lot of his shots that were open, and he just yeah. missed them. Like we, I'm talking about, we had games where I'm looking at the stat line where he was 0 for six, he was mm -hmm. 0 for five, yeah, 0 for four, he was yeah. 0 for five. He, you know, so that isn't necessarily always the system. Some of it is. Again, talk about the marriage piece, making the adjustments on both sides. Um, so it 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 would surprise me if Caleb left North Carolina to go. Now, well, I wouldn't be a hundred percent surprised simply because again, this year was free. Yeah. So technically, he's a he's a freshman again. It, it wouldn't be like he went somewhere else and he's a sophomore. He yeah. would be a freshman again. So it was almost like he played. A, a prep year, whatever. Case a little trial and error, yeah. Right, right. A trial and error year. That's what we'll call this for a lot of these kids. Mm -hmm. For Walker Kessler, it was a trial and error year. So for 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 Caleb Love to leave and go somewhere else, for me, it just doesn't make sense because I think his game is already tailored for the NBA. Yeah. And so there's no need to give them another chance to critique your game. Mm-hmm outside of getting paid for like if you've already taken the hit to your to your to your your uh your draft stop or whatever the case may be um go ahead go ahead and go now unless unless like it's really about the education yeah but i don't think because again like they're teaching kids the game in the nba now so they send them down to the G League. Mm -hmm. they, they learn the NBA game. They get a chance to play against NBA guys. They get a chance to play against some of the veterans who, you know, that kind of deal. So there's a there's a place for Caleb, no question, in the league. So did he fall from a lottery pick to a undrafted? I doubt that. I doubt that. Mm -hmm. But for me, I think, I think. Caleb Love, he either comes back to the University of North Carolina because now you know. You see what I'm saying? Because if you leave, yeah, it's, it's unexpected over there. Yeah. Sometimes the grass ain't green on the other side. You know? Yeah. Like you can look over there and be like, dang, that grass soft. And it'd be spikes. It'd be turf. Like, damn, it's burning a little bit. I don't want to be over here. And now you're stuck in the same situation. Mm -hmm. At least you know what to expect in this situation. And so now, again, being that this year was free, you wipe that slate clean and you say, all right, 
I know what to expect now. Now, look, this is where I'm going to get my shot set. So now you perfect the offense. You perfect you perfect how how to get off inside the offense. Yeah. So again, I don't I don't know if Caleb will if Caleb should leave and go somewhere else. That is a possibility. But at the end of the day, I don't think he's gonna do that. So moving on to Armando. I think Armando would surprise me if he left. Um if he when you say lot. he leaves, so when when we talk about leaving, where are we talking about? It would not. No, if, if, if he, he transferred, transferred if he went to the league, absolutely. Um, but if he left for another school, that would surprise me. Um, right. Yeah, I, I think. Do you think Armando declared? I think Armando declared. I, I think he he did well enough to go on and. Make I think he good. at least test the waters. Absolutely. Yeah. I think he at least test the waters, and and I think. So here, here's the piece. Again, I keep talking about this marriage, man, and this commitment. But there has to be some give and take, man. Yeah. Like there has to be, like if Armando, if Armando is gonna go get uh evaluated by NBA personnel and he comes back and say, Hey, coach, this is what they told me I need to work on to get to the next level. Cause mm -hmm. again, it, like, like right now, it, it it is very much about the University of North Carolina, but it all it is also about providing these kids with a future to be able to play at the highest level possible. Yeah. Like some of these kids are NBA kids. Like they just, they, they just gotta be put in the position. Like it's gotta be some type of preparation like for the next level. And, and I think, I think for a piece of me says, that's where North Carolina is lacking. Mm -hmm. North Carolina has to adapt to being able to still run what we run play the way that we play, but also kind of help these kids develop to the way that the NBA game is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because again, that that's why, listen, I can see if we were, we were a lower school, that's why kids come to North Carolina, because they think that is going to get them to the NBA. Yes. So if, if, so you have to adapt to that. Mm-hmm. You have to adapt to that. So if if we don't make those adjustments, then I think we're going to continue to get years like this and we're going to mm. continue to lose five-star recruits and we're going to continue to like be dumbfounded on why we've lost 30 games in two years. Like, Ooh. when you put it in that perspective. So what about Sterling Manley? Where, where does Sterling Manley fit in all of this? Um, what what do we do with Sterling? Because the, the, the me, me personally, played. me personally, I still think Sterling has to go. And and and, he, and here's why. I think Sterling Manley is is one of the. He's a guy that can be decent somewhere else, mm -hmm. and he can get the playing time that he's looking for. Mm -hmm. He can have the ability to get on the floor. Like that's what I this this is what I don't understand. Like Joker's like Joker's like would stay somewhere, like the University of North Carolina, when you know you can go somewhere else and get burned. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So again, like the Walker Kessel situation is different. There, there's a difference between developing into your minutes and 
knowing you ain't gonna get no minutes, but still staying. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. for like I, I uh what was uh Brandon Huffman? Yeah, yeah. I'm glad he left when he left. He yeah. probably left a year too late though. You know what I'm saying? So I get it. Being at the North University of North Carolina is all all great for some, but at times, man, you got you you have to understand your situation. Yeah. And for for Sterling Manley, I think that, that like as much as yes, you love the University of North Carolina, all the perks that come along with it, like all the extra stuff, Jordans and good food and travel, all that kind of stuff. It's great. Trust me. Yeah. It's a great lifestyle. Yeah. So I get it why it's tough to leave that. But at the end of the day, you have to understand what's going on when it comes to your 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 particular brand and and like your playing time. Yeah. And understand that, okay, it probably ain't gonna happen here. So that's a great reason to transfer. Transfer, right. Um, who else do we have? So I, I firmly believe wholeheartedly. Um, and this is my personal opinion. This is not any sources or anything. I, I do believe that we keep Kerwin and RJ. I, I am excited to see RJ and Kerwin um, grow into who they're supposed to be with Carolina. And I've been saying it all season. I'm excited to see RJ get these keys next year. And I, I truly think he's going to be someone incredibly special. I, I really do. And when I think about RJ, it's weird, but I just get these Marcus Page, Joel Berry vibes as far as what he can be for this team. It's like an extension of Coach Williams. I truly think that um, that's something that Coach Williams has been missing the last two years is an extension of him on the court. And I'm excited to see who RJ becomes as a leader for UNC. So um, their trajectory... Uh, I, I think is going to be phenomenal. And, and I think they stay. Um, Garrison, does Garrison and Andrew Playtech keep their, their, are they going to stay at Carolina? Do you, well, do you think they're going to stay at Carolina? Um, your personal opinion. Again, these are not sources or anything. This is our right. opinion on whether they should stay or not. Do you think Garrison and Andrew should, should stay? Let's, let's add Aunt Harris in that. And Harris too, because I, I think Ann Harris is is amongst Andrew and Garrison. What do we do with when you when you when you think about the North Carolina team moving forward? Like you look at Aunt Harris, you yeah. look at um, you look at Puff Johnson, you look at Kerwin yeah. Walton, you yeah. look at the freshmen that we got coming in, you look at R.J. Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, now to add, so like a G and a Mondo, um, G. Let, let's go back to G. If G is going to do a fifth year, it should absolutely be at the University of North Carolina. Yeah. One thing has to change, though. His motor has to turn way the hell up. Yeah. Like, way the hell up. Like, his motor got to be on, on, a, on a cloud now. Like, he got to be out there like a monster. Yeah. Like, his, his freshman year, a couple times, towards the end, when he dunked on, like, Wendell Carter, like, Mm-hmm. That's the G that we need. And, it, and, and, and last year, when, uh, when he had the numbers, when we had a down year, I'm okay, I'm okay with the numbers mm-hmm. uh, being the way that they were. But again, his, his motor? Yeah, he got to eat. Yeah. Way the hell up. Yeah. Way the hell up for me. And so if he's going to come back, that's the G that we need. Mm-hmm. We can't, this, this, this year's G was a little too cool 
little too, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I don't know what it was, but it was game after game. And I'm looking at that. I'm like, come on, G, come on, come yeah. on. Like we got to turn it up. And so Andrew Playtech, I think, I think Andrew's time is up. Yeah. I think he leaves. I too. think, I think I, and again, for me, I think you push Andrew out because Aunt Harris is there. Yes. Aunt Harris needs those minutes. Absolutely. And so if you can't push Playtech out, then I think you lose Aunt Harris. Mm. I think Aunt Harris walks away too. Because again, again, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, why stay? Why stay? Again, I, I know he's been injured a couple times. I know this was a red shirt year, uh, the year before for him. So he's coming in as basically a freshman again. Um, so I don't, I don't, I, I, I would, I wouldn't stay to sit behind Andrew, Andrew Playtech if I'm being honest. Like, uh, so, and then we fast forward to who did you say? Those are the three I named: Ann Harris, Andrew Playtech, and Garrison. Oh yeah. So, I, if I if I'm if I'm if I'm G, I'm gonna do a fifth year. I come back to North Carolina. If I'm Andrew Playtech, I go somewhere else and do a fifth year at a lower level. Yeah. Get maybe I can get some. Maybe I can get some reps. Maybe I get the ball in my hands. Maybe yeah. I can. Maybe I can play well. If I'm Ann Harris, all depending on what Playtech does. With Walker Kessler transferring and it being such a shock to everybody, what does this say to recruits? How does this look to a player who's looking, you know, to commit when you're looking at your Chet Holmgreens and your Hunter Salas, you know, kids like that? Okay. <laughs> period. You know, even if you're uh, DeMarco and, and Don Trez, you know, when you're looking at stuff like this, does it kind of leave you a little shaky about UNC? Again, like for me, I think North Carolina recruits itself. So does, does somebody else's um, bad experience make it your own? Mm. So I don't, I don't, I don't know what it does to recruit. Yeah. Yeah. It looks, it looks, it looks, it looks bad. I mean, it does. Anytime you have a player transfer, mm -hmm. it looks bad. You know what I mean? So um, I don't, and, and because I would say, I would try to compare it to the Duke situation with Jalen Johnson, but it's, it's not the same because I think in Duke's situation, Jalen Johnson looks bad more than Duke does. Yeah. And in I, in our situation, Walker Kessler leaving is a blow. No yeah. question about that. Yeah. And there, there will be some questions that need to be answered when recruits bring it up. It's yeah. that simple. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I, I know you don't talk about another another uh, child's kid, but at the end of the day, I'm sure parents are going to have Absolutely. questions. That Absolutely. And I just think you got to you got to keep it, you know, uh, I guess, a hundred with them. Honestly. You do. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, again, nonetheless, with all of that being said, North Carolina has to go into not necessarily panic mode. And then when I say North Carolina, I'm talking about the program, I'm talking about the coaching staff, I'm talking about the players. They need to get these decisions done ASAP. Mm -hmm. I don't, they're, they're, they, they can't draw these out. If you're going to leave, tell us now. Yeah. That's simple. You've yeah. already, like, because for, for me, like, like I told, I told, I told my wife, if she ever comes to me and sits me down and say, I'm leaving, 
I ain't asking not to one question. The reason why is because you've already made up in your mind, yeah. whatever it is you have, you have, that means you've been thinking about this forever. Mm-hmm. And now you just have the muster. You've been able to muster up the strength to come and sit down and tell me, you see what I'm saying? So if it's that, you can't allow them to stretch this out. If Armando is going to leave, if, 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 if Caleb is going to leave, if RJ, whoever, whoever, whoever else, if they're leaving, they got to go ahead and tell you now, because now y'all got to hit the ground running as a coaching yeah, staff. Absolutely. You got to get into this transfer portal. And again, I, I had discussions about this with some, some other people. Grad transfers and transfers are completely two different things. Mm-hmm. The grad transfers that we had before, yeah, they didn't work out with, with, with uh, Keenan and uh, uh, Pierce. the kid from Pierce. Yeah. yeah, Pierce. And, yeah, they didn't work out. They didn't work out. But to get a kid that has an upswing, that has three, two and three years left, oh, that's absolutely what you go and get. The Cam Johnsons. Yes, yes. That's, exa- that's absolutely what you go and get. Yes. I didn't let, so again, they can leave if they want to. Because guess what? North Carolina has the ability to go and replace it. But they got to do a great job with it this time. They just can't go out there and just try and grab anybody. They got to yeah. go out there and replace Jokers. Because guess what? Just as many Jokers that want to leave North Carolina, it's, it's Jokers behind you that want to come in. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, it, so for me, again, I think North Carolina is not panic mode, but it is. Hmm. Yeah, it is. It is one of those. Hmm. 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 So, so um, we'll see to, what happens. To uh, there's a couple questions. Um, what exactly is an exit interview like? Um, you know, it doesn't have to be you know specifically what Coach Williams asked, but what is what is that meeting like? You know, after the season is done, you walk in coach's office. Um, like, how does that conversation go? The, uh, first, the coach will probably lead off with, you know, I know the season didn't end the way that we wanted it to and all that kind of stuff and blah, blah, blah. So tell me what went wrong. Yeah. And that and that and that is where a lot of people will bite their tongues. Yeah. They won't necessarily say exactly what went wrong or how they feel. Some of them might. Now, um, they'll be like, yeah, it was just a bad year. Uh, you know, I didn't I didn't do what I was supposed to and, and and you know some of that may be true but if you don't get it all out like hey coach this is the type of player I am we never we, we you never put me in this position to be successful or or if it is coach like I, I heard y'all man but I just never gave a hundred percent and when I say a hundred percent I never came in here and got up extra shots I never came in here and, you know, I did it. I did come in and get up a couple extra shots, but they were not meaningful. You know what I'm saying? Now that's on you. Yeah. So, so now, but now at least you know what needs to be fixed for the next season. Or if it can be fixed and you need to, you need to be part ways. So I think the exit interview, especially for this particular year, it has to be harsh. It has to be truthful. And it has to be, and it has to come out with a resolution. Okay. Yeah. What do we do moving forward? It can't be it can't be any stones left unturned um, for these particular and that goes for guys who's coming back too. Leaky yeah. Black. They go, they go. That's that's a player that we we need to discuss. 
what does Leaky Black's trajectory look like going forward? What does he need to change? Because everybody was high on Leaky this year. Everybody. Every, this was Leaky's team. Understandably, it was Garrison's too. But right behind Garrison, a 1A is, is Leaky Black. Did he, did, did he underperform this year? Yeah. Oh, okay. Just make sure. Yeah. So, so what do yeah. you have to have to fix? Um, because defensively, that's 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 not the issue. Defense is okay. It is the issue. Well, I thought it wasn't. Here, here, and when we say defensively is not an issue, like there, there's a there's a difference between being a good defender and being a lockdown defender. Mm. Leaky wasn't a lockdown it. guy. Leaky, Leaky wasn't Jackie Manuel. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he was in the right places at, at, at times. Yeah, he was, he got in passing lanes. Yeah, he, he had some great moments defensively, but he wasn't locked down. Mm-hmm. And that's what we needed. If, if Leaky is going to be that guy, he has to turn into a lockdown defender. Mm-hmm. Not a, yeah, let's put Leaky on the best player and hopefully he slow him down. Mm-mm. Right. Mm-mm. So defensively, there there is some room for improvement for Leaky. He has the body for it. He stayed healthy all year, so that's 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 perfect. Just getting him through a healthy season was 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 great. Yeah. And so now now it's about building off of that. Leaky has to come back next year and 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 and, and make the make these two adjustments. He needs to be able to knock down the three point shot. If 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 he needs to be able to knock down the three-point shot consistently to a point to where people aren't laying off of him crazy. And then two, he has to become a lockdown defender. He almost needs, Leaky needs to become a three and D guy. Okay. All right. Um, someone asks, and I want to make sure I, I ask this correctly. Where's the disconnect with players and coaches? Is this a Gen Z thing? Because when you look at past Carolina teams and you speak to past Carolina players who almost transferred, but they didn't and, and things like that, is this a generational thing or is there really a disconnect between uh, the coaching staff and the players? Because that's what so, a lot of people are, I feel like are doing because people say they, they miss the Marcus Page, the Bryce and, and, and you and, and, and older players. But I truly think what we're seeing is a different generation. Like we're just looking at a different species of kids. They're, they're not built the same. And that's not a, a shade, but even, uh, even the five year difference, there is no comparison between this generation now and even Marcus Page generation. Like there's just, there isn't, the, the kids are different. The AAU is different. The parents are different. Like. Parents ain't teaching you to stick it out no more. Did I hit it? Did I hit the nail? I hit the nail, didn't I? The parents are different. Because if honestly, I don't want to even hold you. If my kid came up and told me, Mom, I'm not happy, I'm not getting playing time, I'm not getting none of this. I don't I, I'm not a young parent either. I would probably, I'll probably make my kids stick it out. But a lot of parents are like, bro, let, let's look at something else. Who else were recruiting you? And these AAU coaches, they don't help either because they feed the parents exactly what they want to hear, telling them that kid is better than what they are. And you got me all hyped up. My kid's supposed to be MJ. 
and he out here playing like who done it and why. Now I'm pissed off too. I'm going on a tangent, but anyway. <laughs> but it, like, the the disconnect is is the parents, um, and that's and that's unfortunate to say because I I don't ever want to question the way someone raises their kid, mm -hmm. um, because you you try to do better in life to provide better for your child, but and and I was having this conversation the other day with my homeboy was like I can't penalize my kids because they didn't grow up the way that I grew up. Right. But I also would like them to get the same morals and values from how I grew up. Yes. My work ethic from how I grew up and turn that and hopefully be able to pass that along to them in a different way. Mm -hmm. And so I think I think this generation's this generation of parents they baby their kids a lot. And when I say that I mean if something goes wrong, it's not, go look in the mirror first. Mm -hmm. What are you doing to better the situation? Now, again, at the end of the day, if the situation is not for you, if you've done everything that you can, then by all means, please leave that situation. Like, I, like please do. Yeah. Like, I, please transfer. I don't care if it's from North Carolina, from, I don't care where it's from. And we'll just say North Carolina for now. If North Carolina is not the situation for you and you have done everything that you can do on your end mm -hmm. to be successful, mm -hmm. then leave. No yeah. question about it. But I think there are, you, you with social media, there's so much stuff out yeah. there. Yeah. People buy into it so fast. Oh, it's, it's it like, again, am I saying that North Carolina is perfect? Absolutely not. I, I, I am one on here criticizing North Carolina often about some of the things that they can do better. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when you when you when you when you look at it from a parent's perspective, if all I'm going to do is say, oh my son was this in high school and you ain't using him right. So now I'm gonna take my son away. I know I was the mama right there. You the were to be like <laughs> you were <laughs> You didn't treat my son right, I, but 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 being but being for real, if 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 you're gonna continue to do that mm -hmm. and say if you're gonna say it's somebody else's fault versus your own fault before you look in the mirror. Now again, if you have looked in the mirror and you have done everything possible, mm -hmm. then by all means make that decision. But I would say for the parents. Ask questions, figure something out. If nothing can be figured out, then that's when you make the decision to leave. So right. we, could, we could talk, let's say, let's say Caleb Love. If Caleb Love's parents feel like North Carolina didn't do right by Caleb, first let's, let's ask, Caleb, did you do? I was gonna say, what is the definition of do right anyway? Because what does that even mean? I mean, I, I, get, I get what you're saying, but Who's this, like, do right? What does that even mean? Do right is making sure so, your child is alive every day for me. <laughs> so, nah, what is, nah. so what is do it's, right It's more mean? than that. Okay. It's more so than what that. Is do so, right so mean? when we say do right, so when we say do right, meaning, are you doing what you told me that you was going to do while you was recruiting me? Right. That's what do right is. If you're telling me something, if you're telling me X while you're recruiting me and then I get here and it's Y, mm -hmm. we got a problem. 
-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And that's what I tell my kids all the time. I told you, a, co a coach told me this. He said, Dave, if you want to get into this, into this game, I want you to understand one thing. He said, this is the advice I'm going to give you. Coaches lie, kids lie, parents lie. And that's it. That's all he said. He said, if, if you want to get into this game, if you want to get into this coaching game, just understand that. So again, I tell, I used to tell my kids all the time, when it comes to recruitment, welcome to the stripping game, partner. Like, they're going to get in your ear. They're going to talk real nice. They're going to roll the red carpet out for you. They're going to have everything laid out for you when you get there. Might even sit a little chick in your lap and say, hey, man, you, yeah, you should come here. You should come here. And then you go there. And then it ain't what you thought it was. Right. Why? Because again, they're going to tell you everything that they need to tell you to get you. But then once you get there, it could be a completely different story. So again, that's why I say welcome to the stripping game. But at the end of the day, too, it is about the parents. Now, if I if now if it ain't the stripping game, if I have kept it, you know, at, at least 99% of what I told you during recruitment and should be a hundred. Now, now that ain't on me. That's on the kid. Mm -hmm. I, I gave I gave your kid X amount of minutes. Like he he could play every single game, et cetera, all that kind of stuff. So man, listen, man. Like go go ask questions, go to the drawing board. Don't just the first thing you throw out be, oh, we gone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like make your child go through the process. Understand, understand if you're gonna leave, understand why you're leaving. Yeah. Understand what you're doing here. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So if, if you're gonna leave, that that would be, and, and so again, I think a lot of that falls on the parents. Now, if you're it's I I know it is very, very hard to see your kid unhappy. Yes. But at the end of the day, too. Trials and tri tribulations gonna happen. Right. You ain't gonna be able to save your child from everything. But if it, but 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 again, if this is something that you could save save your child from because it's not right, mm -hmm. by all means, save your child. Right. Um. And that's the name of the podcast. Welcome to the Shipping Game. Just want to let you know that. <laughs> um. Is there any? I don't know if you if you look it at is, the oh, okay. When well, you you when well, you got it. You got to name it. Welcome to the stripper game, partner. You got to put that at the end. <laughs> so, hold on. Before I get the transfers, um, when you mentioned social media, it's it's funny how important social media is to these kids because immediately, not immediately, but a few hours later after Caleb, not Caleb Walker announced that he was leaving, his whole Instagram was stripped of UNC. Um, and, and that was a little heartbreaking. That made it real for a lot of fans. Like, bro, this joker is really leaving. Like, all of it is gone. Um, and some people thought that Armando had unfollowed UNC basketball. I don't know what Armando's social media things looked like. People really pay attention to if if a kid unfollows a school, what that says and, and takes it out their bio. So uh, social media definitely has an, an incredible presence uh, in these kids' lives and, and what it represents. So are there any transfers? Have you looked at the transfer portal? Have you looked at players or anything? You probably have. Uh, I have I have not personally, okay. but there are a lot of really good players in the transfer portal. I, I, think, I think some guys who can come in right away and help North Carolina. So again, if that is the case, they they gotta jump on it right away. Yeah. And they, and they, and again, like you you can't you can't let past failures dictate what you do now. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't go get anybody, then that's a problem too. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how many scholarships. I think it goes like six, two, six or something like that for North Carolina. They may have four next year or something like that. But with all of these jokers leaving, like scholarships yeah. open up like crazy. And I think yeah. I still I still think they got a couple left for this year, but I think at the end of the day, they gotta go and get somebody that, that can help the program. And lastly, um, because whenever I posted that there will be some changes within the Carolina program, um, the, the number one thing people said was, how does she know there's no possible way to know immediately after a game? And my thing was, these aren't just decisions that happen over the weekend. Like this, just, this isn't right. just something that happens Saturday and Sunday. Um, uh, there was a question, like, if this season had been different, if they were winning, or is, is transferring even in the mindset of a player? But then again, you, you can't, you don't know that. You don't know what these players are thinking. I mean, it, it's still, like you said, it might not have anything to do with winning or losing. It's some probably mm-hmm. something bigger than what we know and what we'll probably ever know until they do a tell-all book. But um we don't know what these kids are going through or you know off the court it it may not have anything to do with basketball he may hate his professors like you just don't know he may have have hated you know whatever being in the proximity to to Durham or like you just don't know yeah um it could be something other than basketball so um wondering if this season has any impact on whether a kid transfers or not Winning or losing could probably have none, but what do you think? I mean, do you think? I mean, that- it was a, it was a it was a tough season anyway. And I will say, you have to commend these or have to commend Walker Kessler for staying until the season ended because he could have pulled a Jalen Johnson and left any other time, but he decided to stay could. and finish out this year. So Absolutely. I mean, we do have to applaud Walker Kessler for doing the right thing and staying with Carolina um, to not cause any uh, diversions of, of, of what the, the bigger goal was for the team. Yeah, here's a question that I have. And, and, and the fact that he made his decision so quickly, that I, I oh, yeah, knew yeah, he had exactly. to know he was gone yeah, like, yeah. from whenever. So yeah. none, nonetheless, um, I, I do have a question. Like why do these kids feel the need to like send this yeah, it's social media. Thank you to, to the nation and, the, you know, whatever nation you leave. In. I, I enjoyed my time here. You're lying. You. Bye. You're lying. Bye. <laughs> Are you lying? You didn't enjoy your time here because if you enjoyed the time here, you, you would stay here. You know what I'm saying? But nonetheless, that, that's neither here nor there. But I, I, I think that, um, I do think, I think social media is, you know, it's, give or take it, it has something something to do with it but i think when it when it when it all boils down to it like you said these decisions were probably made weeks months ago yeah to yeah. know like all right this this isn't this isn't right for me yeah. and, and you can see it in, in some of the play Absolutely. on the floor like Absolutely. it's it's hard it's hard to be one foot in one foot out it's hard mm-hmm. it's hard so if you're one foot in one foot out you get the results that we've been getting up and down all year, up and down all year, up and down all year. And it's what I've been saying. And Who's going to make the adjustment? Yeah, and you're, you're, you're right when you put in that perspective. Um, 
making that correlation between being unhappy and it resulting in an up and down year. When everyone's happy, you can tell. When everyone was was not happy, you can tell. Like those kids could not hide their body language if if it if they're like depending on them. And I just hope that wherever they go and whatever they do, um, you you always want a kid to be happy because you only get to be a kid in college once. Like you you mm-hmm. only get to do this one time and if there's one thing it's too much it's too much pressure now though it is it is you're right it's too much pressure now like they, they ain't really going to college you're right it, it's, they're, a job. They're, it's a they're, job yeah yeah they're, they're going to work yeah if we're being real yeah. and and, and, I, and here's the last thing i'll say about it like think about it this way Jawal williams jackie manuel melvin scott mm-hmm. were eight and 20 their freshman year <laughs> they went through one of the worst spells. <laughs> Dang! <like, laughs> you just, you just, hey, you just, you just gonna do that like that though? I guess because I can just imagine a pissed off George. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But do you not think? Sorry. Do you not think they didn't think about transferring? Absolutely. Did you not think they didn't think about? Like, so think about it, they would have left. Yeah. And, 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 and that year, they had a lot of people leave. Yeah. They had, they had a lot of people leave that, that year. Um, but then you bring in another class and you build. Bring another class after that and you build. Mm-hmm. And then you end up winning a national championship. Yeah. And so, but the expectation back then was, you were probably gonna stay in school for four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I think, so I think the pressure, I think it's the pressure that these kids feel to be in the NBA, to, yes. to provide for their families. Yeah. But guess what? Off of that team, one, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven of those players play professionally, mm-hmm. NBA overseas. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Yeah. Oh, excuse, excuse me. Eight. Eight. Yeah. yeah. Eight. Eight of those eight of those players play professionally overseas. Or or in the NBA. All because we stuck it out, man. Yeah. And again, I, and, and so again, I'm not telling you not to leave, but I'm also saying don't hit the panic button so much on just because the, the the first year didn't work out yeah what what's the possibilities for the future for this team and this organization yeah. but we'll see we will see um and i think i have one more question to kind of wrap all of this up uh where do you see north carolina kind of building off of this like how how do we go on to the next step um, again, first we have to have those meetings and figure out who's coming to stand or who's, who, who's staying or going, I would say. Um, and then, and then we have to make the decision on who's out there that can possibly help this team right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when those decisions are made, mm-hmm. so, so I, I, what, what happens is I think you, you give the keys to RJ, RJ is your point guard, especially Absolutely. if Caleb leaves. Absolutely. RJ is your point guard. Mm-hmm. If if he's staying again, we, we don't know. Whatever. If RJ is there, RJ is your point guard. You go get yeah. somebody to back him up. You go get another shooter. We 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 bringing in uh we bringing in a kid done. So hopefully, 
you know, as a freshman, Puff has another year. Mm-hmm. Puff should be coming along a little bit. Uh, you still got Leaky. You still, you got to go get big. You got to go get a big now. Uh, yeah. You lost, you lost, you lost Kessler. You lost Sharp. You don't know what G is going to do. Um, and you have a possibility of losing Baycott. So, but even, even with them gone. So, and then you got to have kind of go ahead and push everybody else out the way. Sterling, uh, uh, Playtech, like, and again, I'm, I'm not saying this, like, I guess maliciously. to be rude maliciously yeah, yeah, or anything, yeah. but at the end of the day, like we got to make our team better, bro. Like yeah. we got to make our team better. And if, and if there's somebody out there that's better at that position, then we got to go get them. Like it's yeah. that simple. Like, again, I, a part of this, like, again, remember I told you I was upset with both sides. Like if, if we don't go and get better, I'm going to be, I'm going to be even more upset with this side. Because you have the ability, and again, some of this, some of this is is, is kind of what I spoke to. Coach Williams ain't gonna get fired. Never. So there's a level of comfort. Yeah. I don't I don't like the comfort when we losing though. Yeah. I don't like the I don't like I don't like the comfort when we losing. And it's not to say that Coach Williams or anybody on his staff is is okay with losing because I know they're not. I understand that they're not. But, but. That means when, when, when changes need to be made, that means the boss got to step up and, and make these changes. Yeah. That's simple. So we'll we'll see what happens. Because I, because we swept them bombs this year. I ain't trying oh. to go next year oh, and not sweep them bombs. I got to listen to them, them sweeping us next year. Jesus. Well, that's what I'm worried about. Look, look, you know what I'm worried about. That's what I'm worried about. I got the gloat and I had all my fun this year. You did. And now, now, now there's a possibility that I gotta listen to this next year. Right. Unless we get Chet. Chet is still out there. Chet. But look, hey, Chet is still Chet. out. He is still hey, he, you Chet. don't know. He is still out there. Just just take it. Come on, Chet. Just take it. Um hey. yeah, so no, we need some dogs. That's what we need. We, do. we need some dogs. Yeah. So yeah. we we I ain't gonna front. I mean, we so- we done had some soft, we had some soft jokers on our squad. We ain't had no dog since 2006 for real. Yeah, I mean, so somebody angry. You see somebody a little, little angry, happy yeah. angry, not like angry. angry. Yeah, a lot like, like someone. Yeah, someone who goes into the court yeah, and just a different yeah. person. Yeah. 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 Um, and as we close out, um, thank our sponsors, uh, our Lamar, he made my shirt um, of our Lamar clothing and Vito of my canvas own. We want to thank our sponsors for being amazing. And we also want to thank all of our listeners. Shout out to um, one of our, our Carolina parents who said that they just love you, David, and they look forward to RJ's dad. <laughs> oh, man. He loves hey. our podcast, and he just loves you. You know, everybody loves David Noel the third. Mr. Davis. So, hey, man, you he can come does. on anytime you want to. Anytime. You know what I'm saying? You, you could give, he could give us the parent perspective. But we, how... we got to get, yeah. Yeah. We, we got to yeah. do a, a dad's version of, of our podcast. 
you know, yep. I, see if I can get Mr. Little up here and, and maybe RJ's dad or, you know, somebody um, to come no. up here and get and we, we, I, I, I want I want people who going to keep it a hundred now. Yeah. Again, no filter on, on this on this podcast. Like we want to because here, here's the thing. And I, I know we probably we long winded on this one, but nonetheless, <laughs> um, like I, 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 people have asked me, Dave, why are you so critical on on the podcast in North Carolina? Is because I want to see North Carolina succeed. Mm-hmm. Like if we continue to if we if we don't raise the level, and because again, history speaks for itself for North Carolina. It yeah. recruits itself for North Carolina. Absolutely. The history is what it is. Like the baseline is championships for us. Yeah, and so. And so if we don't continue to stay at that level and we continue, if we let this bar drop a little bit, because honestly, the, over the last couple of years, the bar has yeah. dropped a little bit. Like we gotta, we gotta, we gotta kind of push that thing back up. Yeah. And so, you know, if, if, if the parents can help share a perspective, I would love to hear Nasir's uh, dad's perspective, um, yeah. especially with what Nasir went through again, me personally, I don't think Nasir should have came to the University of North Carolina, but that's my you opinion. That. Yeah, you said that. I've, I've yeah. been said that. So, yeah. but if because because of his game, yeah, what his game was. So, um, but you know, we'll see. I'm I'm interested to see what happens. Yeah, um, we did our sponsors. We we did a wrap up. I I think I'm good to go. This was. And right. we and we thank you. If you got to this point and listened to the entire podcast, right. we so do appreciate you because this was a, a long podcast. So thank you for watching, for listening. You're real. Um, You're real when yeah. you stayed this long. Yeah. That's simple. <laughs> <laughs> or, or 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 you was on a long road trip. <laughs> yeah. Or you know you was at home working from home, and maybe you just needed some some background noises. So we definitely appreciate yes. every listener we have. Yeah. Um. Every every Carolina fan, ACC fan, basketball fan, we we really do appreciate you because uh, we all know that once David gets going, he gets going. You're a hush, but hey, yeah. when it when it when it comes to Carolina, you, you it, yeah, it, it go. yeah yeah yeah. I mean, but you know what it is, hey. We holler.